Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing today, Tyler? Better now. I want you to stop saying that so that one day, just for just for one episode, I don't have to have a brain aneurysm the very first second that you say those words. You seem to be doing all right. I'm internally dying. I'm internally right now. I I tried to think of something clever, but I didn't. Today we're talking about, or actually today, no, we have another segment on the podcast um, of our, our very special. We still need to come up with a name for it. What are we gonna? Are we gonna? Can we brainstorm for a second here? What are we gonna sure. call this? What are we gonna call this segment of the podcast? Maybe we should have maybe we sound have some- audit reviews. That's the most handicapped thing I've heard all year. <laughs> that, that I'm sorry, I, did you have a better suggestion? Uh, no. <laughs> not that. <laughs> not, yeah, that, um, uh, who the fucking cares? It's our interview segment, um, where we bring on some very special guests, uh, with some very special talents, um, and it's really, it's been really cool getting to getting to do this i mean i know the this whole situation is so fucked up but it's presented many an opportunity for lots of people and for us it's presented the opportunity of we get to talk to actual musicians with actual lives who do actual stuff and release actual music um and it's been cool getting to know people and getting to i don't know just talk to people in in their own little circles and it's just been interesting for me to kind of converse with everybody. So today we're talking to the one and only tree theater. Tyler, do you want to give us a little background on where we found this guy? Or is um, not much to tell. He was just a follower on our sound audits page. And I saw a video of him playing guitar and it was so, it was so good. It just crazy. Talented. He's incredible. And I looked him up on Apple music and, we realized that he has put out three albums in the past three years and basically a single, if not more every month and EPs out the ass. He's just cranking music, like absolutely yeah. cranking. And I don't think I've, I've seen anyone on the grind that much. That's like, that's very, very impressive. His new album Haven has just come out and this January, it's, right? It's another, yeah, I think believe so. And it's another collection of these singles he's putting out, and it's it's great. It's, I mean, how would you describe? I mean, to start, it's instrumental, but genre-wise, what? Yeah, what it is instrumental. This? So, tree, this guy, tree theater. I guess we could we could say that he um, kind of sits squarely in the lo-fi hip hop area, um, although he puts a very interesting spin on it. He's got whiffs of. Uh, some funk, uh, definitely some R&B thrown in there, uh, just some singer-songwriter thrown in there as well with like guitar work and everything. Some really nice, crunchy beats. He plays his own drums. He plays his own guitar. He mixes and masters his own stuff. The dude is a one... No, he's not... That, what is that called? He's a one-man machine. He's a... He's a... One-man one man. He does it all. He's the Renaissance man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's insane to watch him work and to, just to see his process and everything but i guess he um he sits squarely in the the whole lo-fi hip-hop instrumental area of things it's 
but he has a very interesting flavor and it's very vibrant it's very full of life it's ever moving it's very vibe heavy that's what I'd, i it's very it's something that um the the lo-fi it's got much more character than the lo-fi beats that you and lo-fi anime beats that you study to but it's it's in that area i guess it's in that realm you could say it's more it's more you describe it it's more it's more happy feely yeah i would say so yeah and like it's hard to describe it and that's one of the reasons that i i mean we'll get into the interview in a second here but one of the questions that I was really interested in asking is where do you where do, where does he believe people are listening to his music, in what context, in what situation, um, is it in their house? Is it when they're out in nature? Is it when they're grocery shopping? Is it in their car? Where you know where where is the place for this music to be consumed? Because it's very upbeat, it's very happy feeling. Um, it's absolutely vibing and it's for the most part instrumental. So with all Aside of that from being some features. said, right. With all of that being said, um, where is the place that this is taking place? You know, um, and it's one of the questions that he answers. It is. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. For the man himself. It, it was so so fun to fantastic talk to. and fantastic guy. absolutely learned a lot and we are going to be following the music and hopefully get to see him on tour when he reaches uh baltimore dc that status area. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be sick he was super interested super talented and uh is there anything else you wanted to just say a, it was just a joy to talk to you yeah super awesome dude i guess without further ado why not just hear him talk rather than us yep mr will from tree theater everyone welcome back to uh our special edition of the podcast where we have on uh some very special guests some very special people with uh some very very special talents uh and today is no exception today we have the man himself calls himself tree theater um how are we doing today sir wonderful thanks for having me absolutely man tyler do you want to start off with a question or shall i i I could definitely start off with a question. Um, so your new album, Haven, has come out. Um, it's fantastic. I've been listening to it a lot. I've been uh, been delivering a lot of groceries this week because I got laid off from my job. And your your album has been on repeat in my car. So I just want you to know I've been listening to it a good bit. Um, I was I was curious and I wanted to ask, and I wasn't sure the right way to form this question, but in what environment do you expect your list, your music is listened to most often? Do you think people have it playing in their house? Do you think it's playing at parties? Like what, what environment do you think people consume your music the most? That's a great question. I'm not sure. I mean, when I write it, I really, I write most of my music for me. So I'm usually out like hiking or just going on walks. So I'd assume it'd be people that are outside doing stuff, but I mean, I guess I think it sounds cool anywhere. So yeah. that's, I don't know. Good question. Thank you. 
I was curious about actually, because um, you've put out something like what three albums in the past three years? Yeah, a bunch of albums and EPs. I'm I'm just putting stuff out all the time. That is a massive amount of music to produce in that amount of time. And from what I can gather, you do just about everything yourself. Pretty much, minus uh, like collaborative vocals or maybe like an instrument here or there but most of the instrumental is me but yeah lots of music and short amount of time but that's gotta be like a constant grind is that is is something about like i know some people talk about music as almost like it's second nature like breathing right i'm assuming that's kind of what it's like for you where it's like it's part of your everyday routine and it just ends up on streaming platforms is that kind of how you see it or is it more of because there's some people call it like the constant music grind and everybody is everybody's on that right now. You see artists putting out lots and lots of material these days, but uh, three albums in three years, along with the amount of I looked through your uh, Apple Music stuff, the amount of singles that you put out is ridiculous. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I I just have to assume you really really enjoy what you're doing. <laughs> It's yeah. I mean, I, it all starts just from the passion of, of of doing it. Just for me, I mean, that's how it started. It was just kind of like making stuff that I want to listen to. But um, I mean, there definitely is an angle of like trying to make money from it and trying to like right, of course, and, yeah, and create something that'll hopefully be like my full time job one day. So it's it's both of those things that kind of just you know force me into doing it all the time. So yeah, that's a good drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, the singles, I'd say, is more. I'm not a huge fan of just like I'll, I'll put out pretty much an album in singles, and then I'll just put it out in an album just to kind of organize it all. But that's really just the gotcha. Key. That's more for marketing. Like if I had it my way, I would just put out albums like whenever, and then just let them speak for themselves. But right, it's also them. about constant material, giving people the 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 content to consume because if you don't do that then you eventually fall off the map right so you have to yeah, keep yeah. it's like a constant flow right that's the musical climate is just you have to always like every month it seems like you have to put something out or else like you'll see the numbers start to dip a little bit so it's really just trying to keep up with it and it's it's sad that that's the way it is but i mean right easy for me because i think it like you said it's kind of just like breathing at this point but. right right is it kind of stressful though every once in a while if you, you, you feel yeah, a little yeah. bit recently yeah because i'm working on another one because i'm trying to drop a second one this year so i'm definitely god damn dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holy shit i was like i don't know i wasn't really listening back to haven there's things that like i i wanted to change about it and like i had a bunch of other songs written like i felt like the production wasn't quite where i wanted it but I feel like there's another set of songs that kind of went along with that that I want to put out and sister album. Kinda, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like you. I'm since like I want to strike while the iron's hot, so I'm really trying to just get really put it all out there this year and then see where I'm at and then maybe take a break. But yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really taken a break. So <laughs> I'm curious. Do you suffer from the syndrome that artists get where it's um, you have something that you're sitting on? And it's so close to completion, but there's always that thing in the back of your mind. Oh, if I tweak this off, oh, I, I, I do this little thing, you know, it'll just make it that much better. And those just keep stacking up to the point where it's like, all right, I'm never actually going to release this song. So I have to just kind of put it out as is you yeah, find yourself in that spot a lot. 
Definitely. Yeah. The last song I put out just dropped um, a couple of days ago. I spent yeah. tweaking it. I uploaded it and took it down like twice. And yeah, it's definitely like, it gets to the point where it's like, you make changes that no one's going to notice, but for you, it's like, I wouldn't feel proud about it. Like I'll listen back to it and think like, man, I shouldn't have changed that. Like that's happened before where I've made changes that like listening back, I'm like, I'm, damn, I wish I just like kept it the way it was. Like the first Right. So yeah, definitely. Well, I just want to let you know that I listened to that song today and I think that it is vibing as hell. So <laughs> I, I think you did a good job on it. Good. That's good to hear. It's good to get a second set of ears on that one. Yeah, always, of course. Do you fix your mind to an objective when you're working on a track or even an an album, like like a a task list checks checkbox form that you're trying to a certain you know I don't know if it's a certain number of tracks or certain amount of um, instruments in a track, or do you just kind of go with the flow as it comes? Uh, musically, I'd say that it needs certain elements, like it needs guitar and it needs drums, and then one other element, I'd say. But other than that, it's, it's just kind of whatever fits in the song. I mean, with a mix, you can only fit so many sounds until it starts to sound like muddy or just kind of like you're throwing too much onto it. But right, it's it's a hard balance to strike for instrumental music because you want it to be interesting, but without vocals, you kind of have to like compensate with either right right something else that's gonna like really capture a listener and like make it so it's not just like passive listening music which i try to steer away from but what is the first thing you typically record usually it's a guitar part yeah yeah is guitar your primary instrument it recently yeah it has been but it's, I've, I've been a drummer for longer than i've been in, like a musician so Gotcha. So drums has been your first instrument or I guess your primary instrument for like how long? How how long have you been doing this? How long have you been playing? Probably eight years. I started when I was like 16. I don't really have too much musical experience, honestly. I just kind of picked it up and it just kind of exploded in my life. So, Gotcha. Is that... Good? Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to pick you up or cut uh, you guitar off. Guitar was only like six years ago so i'm trying to focus more on that and really get more into that because that's really been like you can just do so much more with like i could make a song with just guitar but you can't really make a song around a drum track right yeah i mean i guess it's easier i mean melody and harmony wise it's easier to start with i've i've heard of some people starting with drum tracks but I, that's like i feel like that's really really uncommon for you to have a drum beat first and then a melody I feel like the, yeah, the beat yeah. is something that you craft around your, your song after you have it, you know, a little bit more set in stone. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something I definitely want to explore a little bit in the future, but um, I don't know. I think that the way I play guitar, I think, is, is more unique than the way I play drums. I think it's got, like, a more of a signature sound to it. Like, I feel like it's recognizable. I don't think my drums are necessarily, like what make the music stick out or right memorable right it's a lot of times it's not that though you know it's a lot of times it is either like the lead singer or the lead guitarist that kind of you you latch on to it's 
maybe like once in a blue moon when you get like a Travis Barker or somebody playing for you on a track, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. people will be like, oh, those drums fucking smack, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're kind of like yourself, a multi-instrumentalist kind of doing it all yourself, which I'm actually curious about that. How many instruments do you play at this point? Because I've uh, scrolled through your Instagram. I have, like, there's piano on uh, some of my tracks, but uh, a little secret, a lot of times I'll just play the piano and I won't even play the right chords. Like, I'll mess up and then I'll just go in and, like, fix it. So, like, I'll just play something, get the rhythm down, and then I'll just, <laughs> I'll just adjust the notes so it sounds like, like I'm really good at piano, but I'm really not that good. But um, I mean, that's what most people do anyway, so. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, like, nobody's perfect when recording. I don't know. I just know when I'm writing music, a lot of times it's, like, the nerves just uptick a lot of times. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's not with you. But whenever I sit down to actually record something, it's like I have something very, very set in stone. You know, I, like, this is how I'm going to play it. And then the second I hit the record button, it's like, oh, fuck. What, yeah. <laughs> what was I just, I had this idea. Yeah. It's like playing in front of people. Like you, you, your skill level kind of goes down when the pressure's on. <laughs> okay, so I'm not, I'm not the only one. That's good. No, but that's more like editing. But like with piano, like I'll literally just play like nonsense sometimes, and then just like adjust the. I'll like because MIDI, MIDI uh, files, you can pretty much place them in any chord structure you want. Right. Like with guitar, like you can really just uh, you can quantize and like you can pitch a whole thing up or down. But like with piano. You could literally just slam on the keys and then organize each individual note to make it sound beautiful. So a lot of times that's what I do, but I would like to get to the point where I can play like what I'm actually playing on the music, you know, just like if I ever do play in front of people that I can actually deliver. But right. I mean, nonsense is sometimes the best way to come up with ideas, though. Sometimes you're just (laughs) fiddling and you're just kind of dicking around and then you find something, you stumble across something and you're like, oh, maybe this is actually like something, you know? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Really, just guitar and drums are my primary instruments, and I gotcha. That too. Have you put out any physical music? I put out a CD, which was really bad, but it was like my first album when I came up with the name Tree Theater, or the second. But it wasn't really good enough to put on Spotify. But like, I made a bunch of CDs for my friends, but I haven't, I haven't put anything in a physical cd or vinyl i'd love to but it's so expensive like, yeah yeah we, we were talking to an artist uh last week and he has a record label and he was explaining to us like right now with everything going on um with covid that having an investment in physical music right now is like a really sketchy thing to do because it's hard to even he said that where his stuff is made is in europe and by the time it gets here like it's hard to even get it to his door because everything is just a messed up process right now and going along with that i wanted to ask you because it seems like you're primarily digital if do you think that people's like actual the the monetary value like assigned to music do you think that that has deteriorated over time do you think that people feel like music is worth less with the rise of digital streaming yeah i mean i think as far as like a song file like when people stream a song file like you used to have to buy a, a track to listen to it for like a dollar but now right. it's like you probably get paid 
I think Spotify now it's like less than half a penny. It's like point six point zero zero six dollars. So like you really like you really have to be like huge to make any money off of it. So right. Definitely in that sense, but I do think that with social media it's easier to be like a celebrity these days. So I think if you can figure out a way to be like I mean, obviously you have to have good music, but if you figure out a way to be a personality too, that can turn mm-hmm. into money in other ways, like getting endorsements or, you know, sponsors or, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about that world because that's not really my thing. But I mean, I've seen a lot of people do it where their music isn't great, but like they're super attractive and they're good at, you know, they're good in front of a camera. <laughs> it's a lot of radio, <laughs> yeah. or a lot of radio music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It seems like that's where it's at now. It's more you're kind of like subscribing to their personality, kind of like a YouTuber in a way. But I don't know. I think it's probably going to change now that things are kind of, it looks like things are going to be different for a while because of Mm -hmm. COVID and not being able to play shows. I mean, that's really where artists used to get most of the money is from tours, but now they have to figure something else out. So maybe we'll start to see like artists kind of like saying, Hey, Spotify, like we need more money. We're going to figure out our own way to get Mm -hmm. our music out. I haven't thought about that. That really, would be nice. Really it's 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 not fair, but it's also like it's such a fun job that like it makes sense. Like, you know, unless you're making really, really good music, you don't really deserve to make like tons of money doing it. Right. And there's so much of it. There's so yeah, much to everyone, be consumed. Because everyone's doing it, you know? Or like yeah. if, if everyone could do it, everyone would do it. So did you have anything live in the mix before all of this hit? Like shows? Yeah. I Is there had, anything in the future that got put I'm on? I'm trying home? to figure that out. I've been working with several different people, um, just trying to find like a band that like clicks. But I, I don't think I've found that yet. But I last summer I was playing with a guy in Asheville, North Carolina, and we played a handful of shows. But yeah, I don't think it. Uh, he started his own project and I moved. So it just kind of fell apart, but yeah, I haven't really happens person. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird because it's, you got to find someone who wants to play like your music and like kind of commit to your projects. Someone who's on the same wavelength and not on their own like artistry and knows not somebody who's moving around, not somebody who's on like the constant grind, constantly moving around, constantly playing shows, constantly just, untraceable you know somebody who you can actually sit down with and jam and really figure out you know your shit just Mm -hmm. to have something concrete i guess yeah yeah and i think that'll come with time and i'm sure that if i keep just working in the direction i'm going and i think if the music had more influence i think i could probably find something easier because i think more people would come to me but um yeah, I mean, right now I'm just trying to make the best music I can, and if that becomes a possibility, I would definitely hop on that. I was curious about, because um, from what I gather from your social media, you do your own artwork? Most of it, yeah, yeah. I don't do the videos, and I've worked with other designers, but most of the stuff recently has been me. I'm curious, what is the, what is the process behind that? Because it looks sick. What do, you, what do you use for that? What? Do, how long have you been doing that shit? Because it's cool. Most of it was just, um, 
so there's these apps called uh there's one called mirror lab and there's one called glitch lab and you can edit photos and do all this crazy shit so i figured out i just played with it i just did it for fun for a while until i figured out like ways of doing it that just looked really cool and then i figured out ways to kind of make like simple designs using um affinity designer which is kind of like a knockoff photoshop and then i would make simple things in there and then bring it into that app and then so i would just pretty much make something simple or take a picture and then it'll bounce between all these different apps which are free apps or they're like a couple bucks but like it's it's crazy the stuff you can do for little to no money and little to no experience but yeah yeah, seriously because a lot of it looks really professional i appreciate that yeah because i have almost no uh like real design experience other than just what i make for myself like i don't know if i'd be able to like take clients for design because i really only know how to make that kind of artwork but it's cool and it's fun and it saves me money on paying other designers to make like cover art for me I think it, the thing is, I think it kind of describes your music kind of well, though. So, I like, don't fix what's not broke, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> it's not even fucking close to broke. It looks really cool. And I think, like, it kind of describes the, the simp, the simp, how, do I, how am I going to put this? The vibrant simplicity that your music kind of, that, that's kind of like the vibe that I get a lot of times. Just very, very right. colorful, yeah, but yeah. also very kind of just vibing. Always that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I think that's why I kept doing it. it. Was because it's just like, like I don't think it would work for most music, but I think it just it was just serendipitous how it just was the perfect. It was just what I needed for what I was making, and I don't know if I'll do that forever, but for now, it's like it's free and it's working. So, right? Yeah, I kind of yeah, lucked yeah. out, but yeah. If you, if there was one. One vo- is there one vocalist that you would love to collaborate with and one, one instrumentalist you would love to collaborate with? If you, if you could just pick out of thin air the person you want to work with, you had, to be a, you had the ability. There's a girl called Rosie Darling, and she, she's not as famous as she should be, but she has one of the best voices I've ever heard. She sounds mm-hmm. like uh, Halsey, but she's got this crazy, like, I don't even know how to describe it, but she's on Instagram. I'll definitely check her out. So she would definitely be the vocalist, I think. And then an instrumentalist. I think FKJ would be pretty sweet to work with, but <laughs> I think he would be like, yo, dude, you're probably just trying to like sound like me right now. So <laughs> I, feel like he, I think he does that sound best, but he would definitely be cool to work with. Kevin Parker too, I think would be a sweet collab, but mm. Oh uh, yeah. If we're getting if we're getting ambitious, yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> I mean, I Kevin like, Parker's kind of the ideal for everyone. Yeah, yeah. At this He's point. just the industry <laughs> standard at this point. Yeah, yeah. He set the bar. Mm. I do want to get some like classical instruments on my music at some point. So like maybe a some orchestra or, like Yo Yo Ma if he's like into you know indie soul type lo-fi beats fuck <laughs> yeah dude that would be crazy but that would be crazy yeah i'm always looking for like if there's something that i can't do like i used to have a buddy who's like a really good flute player i used to love collaborating with him i'll probably want to get him with some more music but just stuff like that which like you don't really hear a whole lot of flute in music these days or cello right what else there's all kinds of like asian instruments like a guzhang 
or like those, I don't know, those Asian sounding violins. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds sick, but like no one uses those kinds of instruments in like modern music. So. Right. At least I'd not like, here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to bridge that gap between like more, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. Just, just more international. Yeah. International. Yeah, I, was I got just you. Say Asian sounding shit, but that's not right. the way. <laughs> that sounds classier. What have you been, have, do you listen to music regular, regularly? And if so, what have you been, what do you have yeah, on repeat yeah. right now? Well, recently, honestly, I've just been listening to a lot of my own music just because I'm in the writing process, but um, Still Woozy has been kind of on repeat. I don't know if you know who that is. I don't. Check him out. He's definitely, okay. he's on the rise right now, but he makes like really cool, like, it's like funk soul, but he's got, it's, it's so, it's got such personality to it. And his vocals are like really soft and like, but still funky. Okay. So probably up there. Sick. Um, Thank you. It's interesting the 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 kind of reincarnation that funk is taking because funk kind of like died off in what the nineties with the rise of pop stars like what Britney Spears and Alicia Keys and people like that, uh just finding their way to the mainstream. It it just slowly it was like slowly petering out. Um, well, assimilating into disco in like the 80s. And you've seen like, or I've seen in like the 2010s, a bunch of like funk revivalists, like Wolfpack yeah, yeah. being one of the main ones. I don't know if you know who Wolfpack is. Yeah, yeah. them. I'd say Anderson Pack too also kind of helped bring that back. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. A handful of artists that have like made it cool again. But yeah, right. it did kind of drop off for a little bit. And then I guess R&B had, had like a little phase in the early 2000s, but nothing like the stuff that like Andy Pack is putting out now or Wolfpack, kind of like stuff that sounds like it was just pulled out of the 70s and kind of just polished. Almost rebranded for, for now, you know, the, the times now. And it's like, it works super well. It's very, very, the thing that I like about artists like that is it's very, very um, faithful I guess to the old style kind of tipping the hat to all the, all, all the guys who paved the way for it, but also putting their own spin on it and putting a, a very interesting flavor on it. It's just, it's really interesting to see it. The, the reason that I brought it up is I can hear the, I can hear, I can catch whiffs of it in your music and it's, it's, it's really cool to, to see and to kind of hear all the, cause it, it seems like you're pretty, when it comes to music, you're pretty well read because you're pulling from a lot of different areas and funk being one of those things. It's just interesting seeing the, the revivalist uh, kind of surge that's been happening. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I don't really listen to a whole lot of old music, so I can't really say that like I pull from like, you know, old funk music, but like I'm just right. kind of following what a lot of the modern artists, today you're doing so and that's really my thing like i really I'm, I'm all about just innovating and just seeing like what's what's popping now like what direction music is going and trying to like kind of ride that wave and see where it goes but i'm yeah. not very cultured i don't i don't i don't have too much of a 70s 80s and 90s music taste but it doesn't, doesn't gotcha matter. but there's nothing wrong with that though because you're doing just fine <laughs> i guess so yeah I do need to do my homework though and kind of like study up a little bit. It's always good to, it's always good to read up on the artists that kind of, I don't know, pave the way for the artists that you listen to or who inspire you most. Yeah. I was actually, I was wondering what kind of training it sounds from, from what you've been saying, 
it sounds like you're pretty much self-taught. Have you taken any formal lessons or did you do, was the drumming thing something through high school that you did or I'm curious. I played uh, tuba in middle school, but other than that. That's no. sick. And I, play, I did play cello like in like fifth grade and I was pretty good, but all the cool kids played like band instruments. So I, I hopped over and played the tuba because I thought that was cooler. So I, I am trying to get back into the cello though. But yeah, I don't really have too much musical training. I taught myself drums and guitar and I still don't know any theory. So again, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, I, it's really embarrassing, like playing with other musicians. Cause like they'll reference older music that I don't know. And like talk about like chords that I don't know. And like just their lingo. It's like, I, I don't know anything about it. So I just, that's why it's easy. I, I don't know. I feel like it's, that's a part of being like a solo artist. Like I've never had to learn that stuff, like theory to how to communicate with other musicians. Cause I just play everything by ear and just play with, you know, play to what i play pretty much right is that something that you'd like to get into in the future kind of learning more theory it sounds from your music it sounds like you have a pretty good understanding of where you sit and what you like as in terms of like aesthetic um and what you like in terms of certain like chord progressions and stuff like that it feels like you've carved out a little niche for yourself uh and i'm curious if you that's one of the directions that you're interested in taking, especially with, I mean, all the fucking free time that we have now, not moving around as much. It's, is theory something that you'd like to get into? It's funny you said that. Cause I was just thinking last week, like, damn, I got so much free time. Like I would really be like ashamed of myself if I didn't learn theory during this whole lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely need to. Cause I, I don't want to, I like making music by myself, but like, I don't want to do it forever. Like at some point I'd like to, right another project or you know you know who knows i'm not gonna maybe i won't do this forever and then i want to hop on someone else's band or something but yeah i definitely need to learn learn some theory but i've just been so like laser focused to the point where like it's almost like (laughs) but yeah that's definitely on the i got you things to do it's cool though that um i don't know you've found your own wave without really having any knowledge or prior knowledge of music theory when it comes to guitar or drums and stuff like that. You kind of just use your ear and you figure out what you like. And then you've just kind of carved out your own little, your own little world for yourself. It's kind of like a testament to the people who are like, I, cause I, I hear it all the time. The, the whole thing of, Oh, I, I, I'm not classically trained i'm not trained in jazz i'm not i don't know shit about music there's no way i can write it just pick up a fucking instrument and try it you know and maybe you can find something like you found for yourself where you kind of just devote yourself to the craft and you define yourself through the craft and it it just ends up you know becoming life for you and it's really really cool and interesting to see how people even if they have absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing technically but they can make it sound like they know everything you know Mm. yeah i i think i i wouldn't go back and do it any other way i mean i might even tell other people that are getting into it like maybe just like figure it out for yourself and then pick up theory because i think there is something about not having guardrails when you're writing because for me i've i've written stuff that i maybe wouldn't have written if i was going at it from the angle of like 
all right, here's a, a key. I got to write within this key. These chords go with this key. Like, it's just all based on feeling. So, I mean, it's worked out for me. I mean, obviously there's some genres of music where you need like really extensive music theory and there's some forms of playing. Like if you play in an orchestra or with a big band, like you got to learn how to read music. But for me, it's just like, that's at the bottom of the list. Cause you know, right doing what you feel like and i feel like that's one of the most important parts of being a musician is just having fun with whatever the hell you're doing so mm. if you don't want to learn theory don't have to fucking learn theory you can just become a musician and do your own thing and you can get off fine doing it i it's cool that you've kind of you, you almost stand as a testament to that yeah definitely definitely and yeah i mean that's just what i would say to anyone else who's kind of like going at it from my angle is just feel it out and then if you feel like you need theory explore that but I mean I think feeling should be, should be first before we wrap up is there anything that you'd like to plug or say yes um, follow me on Instagram um, I'm tree theater and if you feel like it go check out my new single moving slowly on Spotify and Apple awesome so plenty of music for people to stream now that's plenty of free time yeah yeah definitely if you stream through my whole discography i'll maybe make another four or five bucks so please <laughs> awesome awesome all right well stay safe and hopefully in the future we'll be able to have you on again and talk definitely. about the new things that have occurred since so for sure, for sure. awesome thank you sir cool. thank you day. take care guys see ya So, that was the man himself, Tree Theater. Uh, super interesting guy to talk to. Um, he was just super chill, laid back. Um, kind of, kind of like his music. <laughs> Interestingly enough, so it's just I don't know. Do you have anything to say about it, Tyler? Other than that, I mean, I'm I'm just floored that we get to meet him. He has some really interesting things to say, and he has some really interesting insights into uh, digital music creation and, you know, the the industry being uh, needing to, feeling the need to put out singles every month. Um, and it's really interesting to, you know, listen to him talk about that and, you know, that he feels that way. Um, and it makes it makes sense, but he's on a constant grind to maintain and grow his numbers um he's working on putting together a live band and he said he you know is um not necessarily interested in being a solo artist for his whole career which i thought was really interesting because he's very going with emotions he's very well yeah. not like in a bad way he he just moves with the tides and whatever comes his way he'll kind of take that's what I just got he, he got me very excited for uh the future what comes mm -hmm. next so mm -hmm. I am go check am out his material. Go check yep. out the, the the takeaway here is go check out his material because there is plenty of it. And if you like vibes for days, then you'll like this. At least a majority of it. It's very good. It's very chill. It's laid back. It's fun. I like it. So go check him out. Go check out his Instagram as well, especially if you like seeing just the talent that people put out on social media. Every time I click on a video, it's just 
be me being awe-stricken for the next like what 30 seconds of my life and then wanting to be able to do that he's just a very talented guy Chuck, go check him out tree theater on instagram and wherever else you can find him uh and on streaming platforms as well go give the go give the guy some streams you can <laughs> give him all the money he could get because he's gonna need it like the rest of us anyway and i guess with that Thank you all for watching and or listening um, because, yes, we will be uploading this to YouTube. We have the face cam. Uh, my internet is not as bad as it was before. Thank God. Um, so, Tyler, you can take us out like you usually do. You do it better than I do. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Sound Audits. You should check out Tree Theater at tree theater on instagram um and all of the other social platforms check out his website he's got some sick merch he's got some uh no no physical music but that doesn't really make sense in this musical climate uh you can follow us on instagram at sound audits follow us on twitter at sound audits if you would like to be featured on an interview on our podcast shoot us an email at soundaudits at gmail.com if you would like to leave us a small donation of 99 cents you can go to our podcast description or the link in our instagram bio to do so for the price of two gumballs you can feed and support two broke college kids uh we would really appreciate it ian and i make do with 99 cents every day um we are currently our own sponsors so i pay him 99 cents (laughs) a month and he does the same to me (laughs) and from then we will buy ramen um but yeah thank you for listening new episodes friday 9 a.m uh we might have some stuff coming out on sundays at 9 a.m because we have a whole lot of time that there's gonna be more material hopefully hopefully for a while there will be more material before things start speeding up again we'll start uh shoving out new content because we're excited to do so anyway yeah we got a lot to say a lot to talk about yeah there's a lot to talk about important things to do important people to talk to we're going to get it done. There's places to be. We can't go anywhere. I, no. We can't go anywhere. It's fine. Uh, thank you for listening. We have new episodes coming out Friday, 9 a.m. Uh, be on the lookout for content Sunday, 9 a.m. Possibly in the near future. We will let you know on social media and uh, within whatever uh, episode that we release closest to that date we'll just let you know be on the lookout thank you for listening until then stay safe until the next time uh peace out peace